right, here we are. It's Sunday, y'all. I hope you're enjoying your day so far. I hope you realize that the fact that we are here and we can have conversations in the comfort of our homes without hearing the sounds of bombs and explosions is quite a blessing indeed. Unfortunately, for a lot of the young people in Gaza, um, they do not have that luxury. They do not have the luxury of, you know, enjoying a Sunday, whatever that might look like. It could look like you, you know, sitting together as a family, watching something together. It could look like doing groceries together, whatever that looks like. These children in Gaza do not have that. Now, there's a couple of things here that's happening that we want to talk about today. Right. As we're talking right now, there is a rally that is happening. Actually, there are rallies across the United States um, in support of our brothers and sisters in Palestine. Right. And we hope that good sense prevails and that folks do not attend these events and start things that would lead to further devastation. CJ here, and this is The Sound of Black and Brown. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of What Should White People Do? We're going to be talking about the rally that's happening right now, uh, downtown New Haven, and in other spaces and places. And hopefully we'll get some, um, you know, on the ground info on how things are going. Because one of the things that we have been noting and noticing is that the coverage of these events is very right wing. In other words, you know, the <clears throat> press has done a really good job. The media, the white media in particular, has, um, you know, has done a really, really, really good job of promoting the white saviorism, the fragility, the pro-Israel, the pro-apartheid, the pro-war narrative, right? Um, it has not done a great job of calling for a ceasefire. It has not done a great job of, you know, articulating the need here, right? These people are without basic needs in Gaza right now. Like, you know, they are barely, they are barely surviving, if at all. They can't drink their urine. Do you know what happens to you if you drink your urine? You have too much salt in your body. You could die. Right. And that's what this seems like, you know, seems to be what is acceptable. Why is that? Right here in New Haven, and we were talking about this on the last episode of What Should White People Do, the most recent one, one before this. Um, we have a local representative who is seemingly, you know, perpetuating violence by, you know, really coming out here and talking about, well, you know, my um, grandparents are Holocaust survivors, and, you know, I grew up, you know, and I worked in Israel, and these are all great things, and I'm very glad and happy, you know, and I empathize. Nobody said the Holocaust was a party, right? But if your ancestors had that experience, wouldn't you not want others to have the same? I'm just saying. I, I would like to think that, you know, um, if you have ancestors who survived that level of torture, you know, um, I'd like to think that you wouldn't want to see that happen to anybody else. But yet here's this individual 
who is talking about this as if this is a great thing that's happening. Yes, look at Israel. Yeah, go Israel, right? And this is dangerous. So we have we have a melting pot of things happening here. We have the folks who are like ourselves, pro-Palestine, wanting the ceasefire, um, you know, attempting to control this narrative because it's very whitewashed and it's very pro-Israel and it's pro-violence, right? Let's just be real. And then you have the people who are pro-Israel outright, you know, literally to the right. So you have the left, you have the right. And then you have the folks who are saying, well, I don't have an opinion. Well, let me tell you something. I don't buy that bullshit. There's no way that with all that is happening right now in this world that you could really sit there and say, I don't have an opinion. And for you to do so, that's problematic. That's very, very, very problematic right? Because people are dying by the minute. You know, the U.S. itself is taking its nice, cool, sweet time to call for a ceasefire. It doesn't seem to want to really push for that. And in community, the animosity is becoming more and more evident. I mean, there are people who are attacking people, right? I mean, this is a real thing, right? And so we want to talk about that because Part of the reason why so many are so skeptical about coming out to these rallies, and when I say so many, I'm now referencing the black and brown people, is because when the white people get violent, we get arrested. We're the ones who get arrested. We're the ones who the police approach. We're the ones who get questioned. We're the ones who end up having to go to court, like, sorry, like many who have had to endure these things. Right. In fact, I know of a situation, a dear friend of mine, she attended a rally in good faith because, you know, that's the thing. While the black and brown community is very successfully criminalized, it does not mean that when we are out in community, we're not all out there trying to look to fight. See, that's that bullshit. But that's the narrative that has led us here. Right. And the problem is, is that when we show up to events like these and white people decide to get violent, we're the ones who get arrested. We're the ones who get slammed around, like what happened to Barbara Fanhart. And she's still fighting for justice. Yes. Crazy. Now, nobody seems to care about the fact that NHPD, New Haven Police Department, seem quite comfortable, you know, manhandling an elderly woman. No, listen, Barbara looks good. Don't get me wrong. But come on, NHPD. Really? Seriously? You're not ashamed? You're ashamed? Well, you're just like that representative, that local New Haven representative who decided to post her pro-Israel narrative on Facebook. You know, she's very steadfast. You know, and we, we discussed this on the last episode. Now, something else I want to give a little clarity to as well. In saying that you know, not enough of us are talking about it. I want to be clear. There are black and brown activists and advocates who are talking about what's going on in Palestine. The problem is, is the ones with notoriety are radio silent. Now, um, if you're into Dr. Rashad, check him out on YouTube, and Sharon Reed, they are speaking about this now because it is true. They're calling out the media, Right, because a big reason why this has gone in this direction for so long is because the media was only covering 
one side of the story. The media wasn't talking about the fact that, you know, what's going on in Palestine didn't just happen like last week. You know, this didn't just happen out of nowhere, right? This is the outcome of other actions, right? I mean, these people in Palestine, as I said on Friday, you know, the world is getting towards slavery, get reenacted right in front of us. I also said that on the previous episode of The Sound of Black and Brown, right? Because that's what's happening. You know, you're getting to see what happened during slavery firsthand. And yet we have some people who are hardcore pro-Israel. Yes, I agree with the government, um, the U.S. government spending money and sending it to Israel. That makes sense to me. Fuck our schools. Fuck the education system. Fuck the fact that we have so many jails and problems that could be handled with that same funding. Right. I mean, last time I checked, there's still people trying to survive. I mean, it's very expensive to be poor in Connecticut. I could tell you that firsthand. Right. So all it is to say, we have a lot of concerns when it comes to these rallies. Right. Not for the pro-Palestine folks, but really for the counter protesters who just happen to pop up. And so far, every time they've popped up, they try to start shit. But unfortunately, the media doesn't show that side. The media doesn't talk about that. If anything, most media outlets, because with the exception of a very rare coverage from the New Haven Independent, which you know showed that in contrast to the previous article, see, this is the thing. These articles are written and some people don't pay attention to what they write, right? And this is problematic. This is really problematic, right? You know, because, you know, you're putting thoughts and words, just like this local representatives, you're putting the idea out there. You're starting the, you know, the fucking fire, right? Whether you want to own it or not is between you and whatever and whoever you believe in. But the point is you are what you're doing, right? And you're quite aware of it too. Now, there's also folks who like to do this whole, well, I have no opinion. Let me tell you some, I disagree with that right? You have to have a really, 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 really good reason not to have an opinion. Like you really, you have to be like six years old, seriously, because if you could really turn on the TV and you could turn off the TV comfortable and happy by seeing what you're seeing, you know, the images of the children, the families being separated, the, you know, people mourning their loved ones, children lost, parents, you know, mortified, by finding their child in the condition they have, if at all, right? And then you have, you know, Biden talking about, well, yeah, I'm going to sit down with the leadership in Israel and we're going to figure out something. Notice, not Israel and Palestine. He wasn't so enthused, right? And that's the thing, because if you do your little quick research, Google it, if you think we're making these things up, you know, do a quick Google and, and find out how much money is the United States really putting into Palestine, uh, sorry, into Israel. I almost said Palestine. Well, they put some money. They put like petty cash there, I think, like a couple pennies in comparison to what they have put into Israel, right? And that's a thing by itself. So all of these things to say that with these rallies and protests, folks have mixed views about going out to these events because for the black and brown people we've seen historically what happens when we show up right we're the ones who end up getting slapped around so you know it'll be nice not to be in that 
situation. So, Amy, if you want to take over real quick and give some perspective on what's happening here. And yes. Yes, ma'am. Um, yeah, uh, I was just throwing a number in the chat um, that the most recent amount of um, support for uh, the Israeli military specifically is $14.3 billion. Not million. 14. Billion. Not million. Billion. 14.3 billion dollars. That that absolutely blows my mind. Um, and I just feel really sad about the fact that what we're watching unfold, the weapons, um, the funding for those weapons, a lot of that comes from us. A lot of that comes from us. And it makes me sad, too, that... Right. And, you know, you know we, we could use that money for other shit, right? I was just going to say that. We just did an episode about... Re remember when we talked about the COVID funding being cut... Yep. And, uh, kicking the can down the road yep. for the... Yeah. So we do this big agreement on all this stuff, and then we see, start seeing all the stories about tons of people being evacuated from housing that uh, that they were put in during COVID. Um, like, it, there was a... Um, a hotel that was reserved in um, Vermont, and every single person in it was uh, was kicked out. Um, the our SNAP benefits have remained so disgustingly low, and our um, what we considered the poverty level, the national poverty level, has not been adjusted. Uh, sorry, has not been raised since my, since I was born, since like since the 70s. Um, and so, um, I don't know, it, it's just mind-blowing to me. Like, I, I feel like I forget this stuff when I go and vote, you know, like, oh, I don't really have a choice. I have to vote for this one over this one. But the, the, the amount of money that we decide to spend in military funding for our own country and for other countries, as opposed to feeding people in our country, is mind-blowing. Like, this number just blows my mind. And it's like, um, I'm I'm having, like, this internal struggle because part of me wants to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that Biden would support this. But this is exactly what our country has done throughout history, um, is, mili you know, militarization, um, colonial, supporting colonialism, colonialism and the fact that Biden can stand there and say Israel is our ally and they're, you know, implying that that therefore justifies what's happening in Gaza. You tell your friends when they're wrong, you know, and why are we allied or why are we calling Netanyahu an ally when I just the whole thing is just so upsetting and frustrating frustrating i guess and then what we were talking about earlier is the way the news is discussing this stuff right there's such a whitewashed version of it because that's what we've done throughout history that's exactly how we handled every war every conflict um every invasion every funding of of um some group to overthrow another group was always for U.S. protection, 
um, for democracy, for those things. And, you know, we, that's our history. And those things were kumbaya and and celebrated as American victories, but we also didn't have social media. So we didn't see things from those people and, and uh, uh, that were impacted and hear stories from the ground and stuff like that. And now we do. And now there's a huge struggle, especially with this going on right now. There's a huge struggle between what's coming out of the mouth of our White House, what's coming out of the mouth of um, the Israeli government, and what's being seen on social media. And that's where they're no longer controlling the narrative. Um, and so I think some of the things that we see, like some of the reports that, I, and I was, before we got on, I was looking at the headlines from the protests the other day, uh, the Gaza, the protest in New Haven, I'm in. Um, and the headlines were, went from um, Israelis um, and Jews protest, sorry, Jews protest Israel in New Haven to, um, shit, the, I forgot the, what the last one was, but it was like the complete opposite of that. And those were the headlines. I was just you know, saying like, that same um, thing. It went from right wing yeah. to left wing. Well, I think the thing here is that like nobody, there's such a lockstep. And like, this is why I say I'm anti-racist above party, because there's such an expectation of lockstep. We make fun of MAGA so badly for being so lockstep with Trump when we do the same exact thing. We are in lockstep with Biden. We cannot criticize Biden because there's an election over a year away. Like, what the fuck? That, that I, I worked in a congressional office. I can tell you right now that protests, phone calls, all that shit works. So when you tell your legislator, I'm not happy with you because instead of um, helping, you know, because you took money that was supposed to go to our town for our schools, COVID funding, you took it back. The government took it back because we don't have that kind of money. And then you write a $14 billion check to Israel's military. Well, you know, we have the ability to hold, hold the, those legislators accountable and make sure that we're heard and make sure that our concerns are known. So it's like this whole silencing of like, supporting like party support, like, oh, you know, we need to jump behind Biden. I just don't understand that. I just really don't fucking understand that, especially from anyone that believes they're progressive. Well, if it's you happening are progressive and, and you have, you know, it's happening. And Amy, we spoke about this on the last episode that um, Facebook posts from an alleged progressive local leader here in New Haven. That shit was not progressive at all. That shit's promoting violence, right? Like, and, you know, I was just saying that right now people don't even want to attend some of these rallies because of the fear of violence, not from the pro-Palestinian supporters, but actually from the counter-supporters. Have you heard anything about what's going on on the green today? Um, no, I haven't heard anything yet. Um, there is someone on the ground um, that is there, um, and I sent her a message. I'm hoping to get some information soon. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But 
yeah, we talked about this and like, um, I don't know. I just, I, there were a million different things going through my head about today. Um, and number one, the safety for the people there, um, the messaging that's coming out and it being, um, accurately represented, um, and not, uh, misinterpreted or, or mis sorry, misrepresented. Um, and, uh, you know, just the violence that, that we've started to see happening towards protesters in California and then New York yesterday. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll see, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the media coverage on this has been so ridiculous. It's so right wing. The narrative is that, you know, yes, it's okay to kill these people. It's okay that they die. It's okay that we use all this money for war. And here are these rallies happening across the United States today in support of Palestine, calling for a ceasefire. Yet at every event, you're guaranteed to have one or two of the pro-Israels show up. You know what I mean? Have you heard anything like that as well? Because I've heard that. I've heard that, you know, um, at these pro-Palestine rallies, sometimes a couple of counter-protesters are showing up just to start some shit. Have you heard yeah, anything? Yeah, that's what happened, not in New Haven, but that's what happened in California. Um, there were, there were anti or counter-protesters, I guess, um, with bear, bear mace that were running into the crowds of um, Palestinian supporters and spraying them in the face with bear mace. And then um, they grabbed one guy that had bear mace and was shoving him out of the crowd. And then... Oh, Amy, your son went out there. The two days of being reported. Say that again. Your sound went out, Amy. Amy? Well, so far I haven't heard anything from anyone on the ground as yet. We're hoping that someone gives us some type of update. But that doesn't mean anything bad, actually. That would probably means that there's some really good energy right now at the rally, you know, which is what I'm hoping for. You know, I'm hoping that people are there and, you know, I actually just got word that it did not start yet. So that explains why we haven't heard anything, Amy. Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm back. Um, yeah, I, Well, I just got word from a source that it hasn't started yet. So they're probably still, you know, trying to get everything all together and set up. You know, it seems like the crowd is peaceful and it seems like a well-blended crowd. You know? Yeah, I think we knew it was going to be well-blended and hopefully mm -hmm. it remains peaceful. Um, did you hear yes, what I said about continue. bear mace? 
No, because your son went out. That's what I was trying to tell you. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, I was trying to walk upstairs <laughs> while doing this at the same time, and that didn't work. Um, yeah, so uh, there was a, there were counter protesters that showed up to the protest in, um, I want to say LA. I know it was in California. And they had bear mace. They were spraying um, pro Palestinian uh, protesters in the face with bear mace. And then there was an incident where, after somebody was sprayed with bear mace, um, some people around this guy grabbed him and started pushing him out of the crowd. And then they were accused of being violent with a pro Israel counter protester, which wasn't the case. They had to. But the news ran with it. And so they had to find video of the guy with the mace in his hand just walking through the crowd, spraying people in the face. And it's like, I don't know. Um, so I guess there is some fear that there will be, you know, because that's what happened with um, the BLM, too. You know, white people would show up and start making fools of themselves um, and being violent. Yes. Yes. Taking out aggression that has nothing to do with what's going on there. You know, they used, they co-opt the event to, you know, for some kind of white rage or something else. And then um, create chaos. So And they glorify it because that's what they, here well, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. They glorify it, right? And that's. And then, and then blame black and brown. That's what I was about to say. And act like, you know. <clears throat> Well, we did it because they did this. No, you did it because you like to get violent. Just, just say. It. It's just bananas. I mean, we don't want to see any violence happen today. We want this to be a peaceful protest, a peaceful rally, not a protest, but a rally. Yes, a protest, but also a rally. People coming together demanding the ceasefire, and do so peacefully. Say a couple duas, pray together, get to know each other, right? Because what's happening there, and this is what I was saying before, Amy, how could somebody not take a side in this thing? Can you explain that to me? Does Is that even possible? Privilege. I mean, I think that when there's any injustice, like, we should speak up, right? Um, and I don't know if it's necessarily that you have to have an opinion about it, but you can definitely tell right from wrong. Um, and if you remaining silent is a privilege, like I can totally be silent about this. I could speak nothing. Well, white about silence this is violence, right? Is that the saying? What? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I would equate that to, um, being the same. You know, um, I don't think that you have to pick a side. I think that you can be a humanitarian and you care very much for anyone who's being harmed. And I think that that humanitarian also tells you that caging people um, into this area and displacement, um, raising homes, um, just all the violence, all the that that's wrong. Like, I, I, I don't know how you don't look at that and say that. Well, wrong. that's what I'm saying. Um, I think in this situation, though, I'll have to push back on you and say, I do think you have to pick a side because I think it's inhumane 
to watch what's happening out there and and have, you know, not a thought on it. I think that's inhumane. And I think that's just a denial of what is, right? Because right now there are people in power who want people to be in agreement with what the U.S. is doing. But what the U.S. is doing will ultimately have a cost. And the people who will pay will be the black and brown people. What's your thought on that? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, this is going to be... A, so I, I I don't know if you saw that King Abdullah spoke of Jordan. Um, I don't know if I sent that to you, but he spoke in English um, to make sure that, that his message was clear and concise for Western as well. Um, and let me see if, if I can find his... I don't want to misrepresent what he said because it it was so beautiful. Um, but he was extremely clear about um, what's happening and that. And Jordan's an ally, and he was very clear about um, that the seat, that there needs to be a ceasefire, that the aid um, needs to come in. And um, I believe I regular, saw that on TikTok um, earlier, and it was beautiful. Right. And it was very yeah. passionate, I you know, him. like, you listen, you're getting to see the Middle East. Right. I remember we spoke about this on a few episodes back. The minute you see the Middle East start standing up with each other, there's a problem. Yeah, there's there a problem. I found it. Can I read you part cool. of what he said? No, go right ahead. OK. Okay, well now I'm being like really old and I and I am clicking on it and it's not showing me his full speech. Um, but yeah, it was at the Cairo Summit for Peace. Um, and uh, basically, he just talked about um, the, how there needs to be a ceasefire, how um, how the murdering needs to end, um, and how there needs to be stabilization in the region. Um, so, yeah, um, I definitely think that this is going to be co-opted by people who want to be um, Islamophobic, um, xenophobic. Um, well, isn't it already? I think that's happening already. Yeah. I, think, I think you need think to change your tenses because my uh, research has come back that, I mean, the stories are out there. Look at what happened to the little six-year-old boy. Right. Right? Out of nowhere. What, what the fuck could he have done to you? Seriously. So it started. It's past tense. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know? Um, you and I were talking about the incident that happened a couple nights ago where a young Indian man on a scooter got struck by a car, right? Now. Yeah. How the fuck could that happen at an intersection like Whaley and Amity and nobody saw that? Somebody saw, somebody knows something, but here we go with the white silence again, right? And it's dangerous. It's very friggin' dangerous, right? So I'm hoping that, you know, we don't have a repeat of what people attempted before, which is what happened with the first rally that they had pro-Palestine. Right. The one that you were referring to, which I referred to as well, incidentally, because I'm saying the same thing. If you look at that headline, then compared to now, the more recent one, it's two different things, isn't it, Amy? Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But in a great way. But it's so weird. It's like 
this whole idea in the phrase I keep seeing is self-defense. Like mm. no one's saying Israel doesn't have the right to defend itself. But what they're doing mm-hmm. isn't self-defense. This mm-hmm. is not self-defense. So let's stop. No, this is this is like thing. this is glorifying slavery. And you know, I know you made reference to the Holocaust and I said, well, you know, I appreciate her reference, but you know, again, I'm not Jewish and I'm not white. So she's speaking from lived experience and that is a hell of a comparison, for real, for real. I would equate what's happening, excuse me, <clears throat> in Palestine to slavery, right? Because that's what I relate to. That's what my lived experience speak to. Because I, like yourself, I don't understand how so many people across the world are comfortable with watching this genocide. I don't get it. How How, how could you? Like, I mean, seriously, you have to really hate yourself, I, I'd say, to have that type of thought process. What do you think, Amy? Yeah, I, well, I was trying to, like, think it. where in my lifetime was I, like, taught about war and that, you know, death needs to be okay sometimes. And, like, when was I taught that? And, and how was that embedded in me? And how have I carried that? Um, and I think it's just, like, it's clearly always been there. Um, and so um, it's like you, like you don't support our troops if you don't support um, our military efforts. And being a military superpower was very important for the United States, you know? And so it's almost like, like we're ingrained not almost like we're ingrained. With I was just about to say, <laughs> you took it back in time. You're like, wait, nope, no. Nope. Present tense. Yeah. But, um, not for what I was saying, uh, it's, oh, so it's in, like ingrained in us that, that this is war, you know, like we hear the word war and we're like, oh, totally get it. Okay. So it's bad. It's going to be sad. There's two sides. And so just by hearing the word war, we just disconnect from the fact that there's death, you know? So we see dead children, we see bombed buildings, we see um, destruction, we hear no water, and we're like, oh, that's war, you know? So, so And very nonchalant and passe, of, don't forget that part, very passe. It's like, right. oh yeah, that's just Monday. No. And the, this whole right to defend thing, like I, I, I just don't, I don't, I just don't understand. Like, yeah, that, but when does when, like, when does it go beyond self defense? And what I haven't heard is when is this going to be considered over? Like, I've I've heard when Hamas is neutralized, or um, I've heard much more serious words too, but. Right, but, but there's no like finite. Is. Like, when is that? There's no like. Well, okay, when we there's blah no, like, blah blah. There's no plan. There's no. Yeah, not, yeah, and it's not. It's not like we need these three people that have been leading this, you know, militia. Which, by the way, the the Hamas um, that did this, the the terrorists that went into um, Israel, are super right wing. So it's like. Right wing, right wing, right wing. Like it's everybody on, and, and then we have Biden, who's really not addressing the fact that Netanyahu is inc- 
incredibly right-wing and the Trump of Israel, right? And I've seen videos of protests in Israel demanding his um, resignation. And they're not small protests either. So, like, I, I just, um, yeah, um, I just don't see how so many people are calling themselves progressive but can't put progressive framework over what's right. happening to see right. well, that just so they're you know, real victims. I want to give a quick update from the source on the ground. Um, I got a picture of the crowd. It looks like a nice crowd. This looks like at least 500 people, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. Yeah, the, the green looks pretty full. It's diverse. You know, you're seeing students, you're seeing, you know, pro-Palestine supporters, young, old, different colors, different ages. It looks beautiful, I have to say. Nice. I hope it gets even bigger. Nice. Um, do you know who the speakers are? Or did they not start any of that yet? They, I have not been told. I don't think they started that yet. Okay, I'm checking in with my person. Yeah, we might have to just stay on and take like a quick break <laughs> before 4.30. I'm willing to. I mean, we already talked about it, so we're good. You know, it looks beautiful, though. The picture that I see looks really nice. It nice. looks peaceful, and I hope it stays um yeah i found the um the i found king abdullah's um speech. all right go for it uh so i'm just going to read this post it says one minute into his speech at the cairo summit king abdullah switched from arabic um for our friends and this is in quotes for our friends in europe and around the world my message is for them and this is what he said Peace, God's mercy, and blessing be upon you. This is how Muslims and Arabs greet each other, with a wish for the other to be blessed with peace and the mercy of God. Our religion came with the message of peace, the Pact of Omar, issued at the gates of Jerusalem almost 15 centuries ago, more than a thousand years before the Geneva Conventions ordered Muslim soldiers not to kill a child, a woman, or an old person, not to destroy a tree, not to harm a priest, not to destroy a church. Those are the rules of engagement that Muslims must accept and abide by. I should all those who believe in our community, our common humanity. All civilian lives matter. Oh, he said all lives matter. <laughs> um, I am outraged and grieved by those acts of violence waged against in innocent civilians in Gaza, in the West Bank, and Israel. The relentless bombing campaign underway in Gaza as we speak is cruel and unconscionable on every level. It is collective punishment of a besieged and helpless people. It is a flagrant violation of international human, humanitarian law. It is a war crime. Yet the deeper the crisis cuts of cruelty, of cruelty, the less the world seems to care. Anywhere else, attacking civilian infrastructure and deliberately starving an entire population of food, water, electricity, and basic necessities would be condemned. Accountability would be enforced immediately, unequivocally, and it has been done before, recently, in another conflict, but not in Gaza. It's been two weeks since Israel put in place the complete siege of the Gaza Strip, and still, for the most part, global silence. Yet the message the Arab world is hearing loud and clear, Palestinian lives matter less than Israeli ones. Our lives matter less than other lives. 
the application of international law is, is optional and human rights have boundaries. They stop at borders, they stop at races, and they stop at religion. That is a very, very dangerous message as the consequence of continued international apathy and inaction will be catastrophic on us all. We cannot let raw emotion dictate the moment. Our priorities today are clear and urgent. First, an immediate end to the war on Gaza, the protection of civilians and the adaptation of a unified position that indiscriminately condemns the targeting of all civilians. In line with our shared values in international law, which loses all value if it is implemented selectively. Second, the sustained and uninterrupted delivery of humanitarian aid, fuel, food, and medical supplies to the Gaza Strip. Third, the unequivocal rejection of the forced displacement or international displacement of the Palestinians. This is a war crime according to international law and a red line for us all. This conflict, my friend, did not start two weeks ago and it will not stop if we continue to down this, if we continue down this blood-soaked path. We all know too well that it will only lead to more of the same, a zero-sum game of death and destruction of hatred and hopelessness played on repeat. Today, Israel is literally starving citizens in Gaza, but for decades, but for decades, Palestinians have been starved of hope, of freedom, and a future. Because when the bombs stop falling, Israel is never held accountable. The injustices of occupation continue and the world walks away until the next round of violence. The bloodshed we are witnessing today is the price of that, of failing to make tan tangible progress towards a political horizon that brings peace for Palestinians and Israelis alike. Israeli le leadership must realize that there is no military solution to its security concerns, that it cannot continue to sideline the 5 million Palestinians living under its occupation denied in the, of their legitimate rights and that Palestinian lives are no less valuable than Israeli lives. The Israeli leadership must realize once and for all that a state can never thrive it is, if it, it is built on the foundation of injustice. Ooh, how, how like, appro how, like that, that just gave me chills because of the U.S. Like, we're still sitting on, on, um, on our, our history of slavery, right? Um, over the past 15 years, we have seen how the dream of a two-state solution and the hopes of an entire generation have turned into despair. This has been the policy of hardline Israeli leadership to focus solely on security over peace and create a new illegal reality on the ground that render an autonomous Palestine state unviable. In this process, it has empowered extremists on both sides. But we must not, we cannot write off this conflict as gone too far for the sake of both the Palestinians and the Israelis. Our collective and unified message to the Israeli people should be, we want a future of peace and security for you and for Palestinians, where your children and Palestinian children should no longer live in fear. It is our duty as the international community to do whatever it takes to restart a meaningful political process that can take us to a just and sustainable peace on the basis of the two-state solution. The only path to a safe and secure future for the people of the Middle East and the entire world, for the Jewish people, the Christians, the Muslims alike, starts with the belief that every human life is of equal value, and it ends with two states, Palestine and Israel, sharing land and peace.
from the river to the sea. The time to act is now. That's it. That's beautiful. I just saw some footage from downtown and the green. So right now they are doing chants. You know, um, it's a beautiful, beautiful blend of Palestinians. I'm happy to say they are at the front. All right. That's important for me to say that because one of the biggest issues was that a lot of these rallies were very whitewashed. So I'm very happy to see as they are rallying downtown, you know, you're seeing the people representing themselves. That's very, very important. Beautiful, beautiful, diverse crowd. They're chanting now. Um, well, they have been for the last 15 minutes, it looks like. Um, and they're saying do us. You know, saying prayers. So one of the chances Israel go to hell. So <laughs> very, very creative, our friends downtown at the green there. But it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I just posted it on um, our page, Black and Brown United in Action, if you want to check it out. You know, this is what we want to see. We want to see people peacefully gathering. So far, I have not seen any sort of counter-protest. Um, it doesn't look like there's a heavy police presence. If they're there, they're not in sight, at least not from where this person is filming. Um, but there are a lot of young people, lots and lots of young people. Um, one of the schools that um, is involved here in this rally is actually UConn. What do you think about Yeah, I think young people are completely not not buying any of the um, propaganda or like who reads newspapers that's under 30, you know, um, so they get their information from sources from from the sources, not from CNN. Um, and there's a there's, you know, the David, I'm not going to read another one, but there's the David Bowie song. Um, that talks about, you know, the children that you spit on as they try to change their world. Um, they're quite aware of what they're going through. Um, yeah, I think that they know exactly what's going on. And the thing is, is that I don't think they've been indoctrined enough yet to be, to be like, oh, war. Oh, I hear the word war. Oh, okay. Then all of a sudden, everything that I hear about it is acceptable. I don't think that that happened with ge this generation, you know, because <laughs> No, I think that they are they are not interested in this bullshit, right? Um, seeing, I'm looking at another video here right now from on the ground. A couple young people are speaking, young Palestinians. Once again, I'm happy to say this is the rally happening at the New Haven Green right now. I'm really happy to see from this view um, that the black and brown people are up front and center. That's what needs to happen. The whitewashing of the media needs to stop, right? And Amy, you spoke a lot on that. You want to speak some more? Because I feel like it's really important to note why our representation matters and why right now, from this footage I'm seeing, it looks like it's a couple Palestinian Yukon students, or at least Muslim students who are standing up and they are leading the chants and they're sharing their stories right now as we're discussing everything. So if you're interested in going down to New Haven Green, it looks really peaceful. Um, I don't see a lot of police presence. This person is turning while I'm talking. So I'm trying to see 
Looks like about 500 people, people holding signs. I don't see any counter-protesters there. So it looks like a peaceful event, which we love. But again, tons of young people. This thing is loaded. I mean, we have some older folks in there too, but I love seeing the young people come out like this, you know, and I love seeing the black and brown presence up front because I was really getting pissed off and frustrated with the whitewashing. How do you feel about the whitewashing of all of these events, Amy? Yeah, um, well, I've come to a point now where, and I assume that this is what, some black and brown people do like I can read a white a, a story written by a white person and like read through the bullshit um but the whitewashing of that of this has been um like you know very much so it's not biased reporting let's start there okay so it's not um it's not it, I think that the press really is leaning heavy into the, um, you know, support Joe Biden. Um, this is our country. We're all going to unify and we're going to support our ally in this war. And then it's like, wait a minute, what war? Like, where's, where's the army for the other side? Like, we're, to, you know, we, looking at the way we reacted to Russia and, um, and the Ukraine, if the Ukraine didn't have an army, I'm sure that, yeah, I, it's just, um, take your time. I totally lost my train of thought. Take your time. Yeah. Take your time. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. You just take a breath. I'm telling you, it's a lot going on. I'm trying to update I'm, I'm our Facebook at the, at the same times as I'm talking to you. So I, there's so, I just, there's so many people on the green. That's a lot of people. What do you think about that um, crowd? You want to tell folks what you're seeing in the pictures? Yeah, um, I don't see like any faces or anything, I, so I can't speak to diversity and all that. But I do see a lot of um, of uh, flags. <laughs> I see actually flags from a bunch of different countries. Um, I see Palestinian flags, but I don't know what that one is. Um, but yeah, I mean, this looks peaceful as fuck to me. Um, it's gorgeous out too. Uh, so I don't see I a heavy saying that there's a lot of, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I'm just, the, I got a message from, um, two people that both said that the turnout is amazing. Um, and that's about it. So it looks like it's, it is totally peaceful, which is great. Um, what about we'll police presence? On, Can they give you an idea about the police presence? Because I didn't see heavy police presence, which say, is good. I, I only see police on the outskirts in these photos, um, and they're uh, they seem totally cool. Like they they don't look militant. They look like they're um, you know waiting for a coffee. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, but this well, is you, good because you know exactly what I mean. Yeah. when I say that, right? Yeah, but you know what though, <laughs> that sounds is happy, happy. But I've been in situations before, as I was mentioning before. Well, we came in peace, but we still were the ones thrown around like punching bags. I'm glad to see that this is a controlled crowd. Did you happen to notice if any media outlets are present? Did you? I didn't. I didn't see any. No, I looked for that because there, the um, I can see the streets around it, and I don't see any media pe presence. 
but that doesn't mean that there's not like there's not trucks present. So it's they uh so news streaming um probably isn't there, but I I can't speak to papers. I imagine they are. I see a lot of signs, which I love. I see pollen sign flags, um <clears throat> people cheering, people happy, some people are crying. Um they're Pardon me while I chew in a Ritz cracker. Well, they're <laughs> chanting Palestine will be free. Yes, from the river to the sea. You know, um, it seems like it's a little cool out there because a lot of folks have on jackets. So yeah. if you're interested in going out while you're listening to us, just, you know, bundle up a little lightly, nothing too heavy. But it's all peaceful. I don't see anyone looking to start anything. I don't see anybody, um, you know, coming out of sorts or acting up or anything of that yeah. sort. The police don't seem to be close by. Again, I can't say that they'll be peaceful with us when we're there. I'm just hoping that nobody starts some shit that leads to one of us, you know, ending up in a situation we don't belong in. But if you're interested right. in going out, you know, to this protest today down at the green, it does look very friendly. It's a nice crowd. They started late, so like I said, we might have to just take a quick bathroom break and go back live at 4.30, Amy, but we plan for that anyway. Yeah. I know I oh, have I'm my snacks time. in mind. <laughs> um, yeah, so I see a lot of ceasefire signs, um, Palestinian flags, my old eyes. So it was flags, <laughs> it was not different flags or Palestinian flags. I'm just a moron. Um, but no, this crowd is incredible. And now I see um, more, I see so much diversity. Um, I see a lot of black people. I see a lot of brown people. And I actually see a lot of white people. Um, so that's great. Um, and it looks like there are some speakers. Um, we'll get more information about what they're saying and um, the message. Uh, but it's probably the same one that we've been saying, you know freedom freedom to the people of Palestine. Yeah, I just got um from my source Palestinian rights or human rights. That um there's not a lot of police in sight, but they're definitely there. That could just mean that they're undercover though. People need to know that. I was gonna say the um, same thing. It's a lot of like, chanting happening. I can't yeah. see their shoes in the photo, so I can't tell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. But it's a diverse crowd because this person, my source is saying the crowd is really diverse. Um, and it's peaceful. It's peaceful. So we're hoping it stays that way because why can't it, Amy? Why can't it be that way? I mean, this person um, is saying now that they had some Muslim speakers to begin with. You know, they're mostly chanting so far. Everything is good so far. What about you? Have you heard any? Um, she just gave me a, um, there's, I guess somebody has a drone. Um, with videos and pictures, and that's on Insta. Uh, so I'm pulling that up now. I love a good drone footage. I can't lie. I know. Oh, I wow. Now, now my source is saying they're condemning Joe Biden and the state of Israel and all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the current speaker is putting it in the context of other liberation movements. This sounds like it's really good. Yeah. Good, good, good. I'm I'm really happy. Yeah. I'm really too. happy for them. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I also see um 
a lot of uh, Palestinian-specific scarves. So Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Some red, too. I don't know who red is. Um, Red red and I'm looking at the scarf. Um, I don't see a pattern. I I can't see the pattern on the red, so I'm not sure what what country. Um, But, yeah, I definitely see Palestinian. Um, it's all the same. It's all the same thing. Usually the headwear comes in. I have, I have a different color myself. <laughs> so it's probably most likely the same shigma. Uh, so, yeah, but my source is saying it's a very peaceful, um, you know, rally, very diverse, very robust crowd. You know, and people are chanting now. They're calling out Joe Biden. Ooh, Amy, what you think? I'm so glad because, like, first of all, we have, like, yeah, um, he needs to hear it. And like I said, when I worked in a congressional office, phone calls, protests, all of that stuff made a difference. It 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 was. It became part of meetings. It became part of dialogue about how to respond to things, about how, um, about influencing decisions. So being silent accomplishes absolutely nothing. Blindly supporting Biden support uh, accomplishes nothing. If I'm doing something wrong, tell me. The same should go for our freaking politicians. So absolutely telling Joe Biden is wrong here. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, my source just hope that Lamont hears it. <laughs> well, I was just about to get there, and I hope Lamont gets the message. Yeah, we could only hope. My source just said that there's one Zionist heckler so far, not a lot, but nothing's come of the one heckler. So you see, everybody else is being peaceful and chanting, and here we go. Didn't we just say that they're about to do a march now? They're about to march. Right- Hold on. I'm, okay, sorry. Um, I'm sorry I missed what you said because I couldn't figure out how to mute a video I was watching. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Amy, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. I was just saying that my source just said that there was one heckler so far. Um pro-Israel heckler, but other than that, you know, um, it's been peaceful, right? Now they're condemning Rosa DeLauro, ooh. Yeah, well, and that's the way to do it. You do it, you absolutely put the pressure on your um, congressperson and your um, senators because, um, you know, that that's where the pressure should go. Like we can't, Joe Biden's not going to give a shit. He didn't give a shit when he was campaigning um, about what people said. He doesn't give a shit. He, he, he has an inflated ego, you know, decades and decades and decades of people telling him how wonderful he is. has gone straight to his head, but um, right. He doesn't care. uh, Right. He doesn't care. Our our representatives do. Um, So it's, so if you want to put pressure on Biden, you do that through your Senate and um, congressional reps. Um, and she's been radio silent too. 
Rosa DeLauro. Well, on Twitter, on Twitter, I think it was pro-Palestine. I'm sorry. On Twitter, I think it was like pro-Netanyahu. Mm-mm. I'm not even saying pro-Israel because it's not even really Israel. It's, pro, it's pro-Netanyahu. She said that. That was her. Our friend Rosa? I'm pretty sure. Mm, most of them are. So it looks like yeah. they're about to go march now. Have you heard any of um, just that there's a flyer that's being passed around, Socialist Revolution, What Can Communists Do to Free Palestine? Um, and then it has some contact information on it uh, and some ideas. Let's see. We should work. Those around us. Hold on. trouble reading. Okay. Well, I'm... 100 years old, and I cannot read print that tiny. Um, but there's, <laughs> I feel like we're like two grandmas reporting on what our grandkids are doing. Hey, you could take um, the title by yourself. I look good. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that by yourself. <laughs> uh, let's see. My elderly oh, self okay. has a snack right here because it's just like, you know, it's exciting. Like the footage I'm seeing, it looks good. People are peaceful. People are happy. What? Same thing. Um, unity. Uh, a demand for justice. People who um, uh, really want to see a change and seem to understand exactly what's happening to the people of Gaza. So, um, yeah, and I guess there's a banner. Yeah, they're getting ready to march. So. Oh. Yeah, I love the beauty of the crowd. I love that the pro-Palestinians and actually those who are Palestinians are being respected because this was something that was discussed in another pod that I was listening to. Um, over in the UK, one of the things that people are a little pissed about is that white people are showing up to these rallies and then they're kind of seemingly taking it over. Like, this is not your shit. What the fuck? But that's what they're doing, and that has led to, you know, um, a lot of disruptions, right? So my source on the ground said that the one heckler didn't seem to do too much. So far, everything is still good. Any updates? No. It just looks peaceful. They're just, she said they're just listening to the um, And diverse, right? So. Yeah. The diversity is amazing. You want to describe the diversity you're seeing? Because I, I think like we need to really like emphasize that because again, the right swinging media has done a real good fucking job, as you said, of criminalizing these. Yeah, no, these look like people. I mean, if I didn't know what kind of rally this was, I would think that this was like some October thing going on on the green. Like it's not. You know, these are citizen-looking people. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, but they're um, definitely across the um, the spectrum of ages, too, I'm saying. Um, some older people, younger people. Um, I think it's important to note the diversity because, you know, Connecticut used these words diversity, equity, inclusivity. Well, if you want to know what that looks like, I think this rally is showing that, in my opinion, Amy. Would you agree? 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this looks far more, more diverse than you know. Any I mean, it's a beautiful Democrat, thing to see Democratic us come together. I've ever been to. Right. What? Yeah. No, I said I said it's a good thing to see people come yeah. together. That's what I was yeah. saying. Yeah. You know? uh, and how's your source? Your source is a white person, correct? I think so. Yes. So it sounds like they feel pretty comfortable, and it doesn't sound like because my source identifies as white as well, and is saying yeah, that she you know connected me. She connected me with um, a brown man. Um, I don't want to use anyone's name. Uh, no, of course yeah, not. She connected me with a brown a brown man, and um, so he is now sending me information. Yeah, I'm, I I see. So this is, they sent me a video. The march started. It looks like it's starting at the top of the green. Um, slow moving. There's like white ladies with dogs. Um, there's black people um, of all ages. Uh, uh, Hispanic people. Um, Asian people. Quite a few Asian people. Um, yeah, lots of headscarves. Um, again, all, all ages. Pretty cool. That's amazing because again, it's important. It's important. I feel for us to highlight the fact that this event is so diverse because again, the state of Connecticut likes to pride itself on diversity, equity, and inclusivity. Yet we still see instances of police brutality and discrimination, right? One of the things that I found, um, was really touching to me was a quote I read from Anthony Bourdain, the late chef. And he said, Palestine taught us resilience. I thought that was amazing. Really, really, really amazing. You know, and seeing people get up and stand up, especially here in Connecticut. Have you seen or heard anything from Ned Lamont about this? I have not. Have you, Amy? Um. The only thing I heard from Ned Lamont was denouncing the uh, SCIU um, uh, person that had made some comments at, a, at one of the events this week. That's the only thing I've seen him say. Um, I also don't follow him. But, um, yeah, I really haven't seen much come out of mm -hmm. our... our um, mm -mm. Except to denounce, and but the language he used, he the language he used to denounce the um, the activist that made comments, and I'm not sure what comments he made, so I can't speak for or against them. But um, right. the, an activist made comments. He was uh, he decided to resign from SEIU, SEIU, and um, Lamont like got a hard on over it and and like went hard at him. You know, like, oh, that's completely unacceptable or something like that, which was far more rage than he expressed over the the fact that the, um, you know, the cops forged a bazillion tickets. And I remember, like, thinking, people were telling me, like, that's not really in this nature. Because I'm like, why isn't he being more fierce about this? Why isn't he being tougher about it? Well, that's not really Ned's nature. Well, okay, well, Ned's nature was just to come out and completely condemn a person. Um, who's Muslim and was was speaking out about the slaughter of Muslim people. So um, I don't know. I think Ned is a whole show of his own. Listen, of course he is. 
Of course he is. Um, <clears throat> I haven't gotten any more updates on the march. I'm really, really happy that we could say that this went peacefully so far. Not entirely sure how long the event is supposed to go for. You know, it did have like, a little bit of a later start than expected, but maybe that is what we should expect. You know, they have to get everybody together, get the speakers in gear. Um, it looks like, oh, now I'm seeing some footage of the march. It looks like, you know, they're marching through downtown. Yes, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love a good downtown march through New Haven. Yeah. You know, and as you said, the diversity in this crowd is fucking beautiful. I love it. Yeah, isn't it? I it's gorgeous. I was trying to think of something I could relate it to, something that I've been to that has been this diverse, and I can't, I couldn't think of anything. I've not seen um, protests for other things this diverse. Like, usually it's, you know, lots of white people and some black right. people, or lots not of black this time. people and some white people, depending. Not this time. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah, no. I'm watching live footage as they're marching, and like you said, they're marching slow, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm proud. I'm feeling proud. I'm proud, too, because what I was worried about was this getting whitewashed. That was a genuine and real concern, and I know I'm not the only one, because it happens yeah. a lot. And then when you look in the, the media... Like the New Haven Independent provided footage on the last rally, and you would never think any black or brown people talk about Palestine because we weren't there. And if we were there, we weren't featured. So I think this is amazing to see this level of solidarity, Amy. I'm seeing somebody yeah. with a walker, with a cane, <laughs> a black man with a cane, and he's he just marching along. This is beautiful. Yeah, that's what I did. You see, I saw um, there is a woman in all green. Um, uh, it looks like, I, and I don't even know the correct terminology, but like Muslim attire, and she's she looks older, and she's holding the hand of a of a little kid, and it, it's just absolutely beautiful. I mean, this is what we like to see. We've seen people in solidarity. People are holding hands and marching. It looks like they're chanting. Let me add some sound to this video here. Yep, they're chanting free, free Palestine. We love it. We love it. Very, very peaceful. I don't yeah. see anybody stressing anybody out. I don't see any animosity. I want to emphasize this. It's important for me to emphasize this because these protests, the narrative have been very, very, very negative. And it's important for people to acknowledge the diversity which this, these protests are bringing up. You know, this is why in, in the more recent episode of What Should White People Do, it's important for us to realize that this here that's happening in Palestine, it is a mirror image of other parts of our world. And for some of us, particularly the black and brown people, I mean, we're looking at slavery, right? We, we talk about Columbus and we talk about how mad we are. Well, are we going to sit here and watch this and say nothing? Come on. Yeah. Come on. Our kids aren't. Mm -mm. Our kids aren't for mm -mm. sure. Right. Oh, I love the crowd. Have you gotten any more updates or seen any? No. I think I think she's like marching around now. I wonder, I'm trying to figure out where they're at now. It looks like 
people, I have no sense of direction. Don't come for me. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> they're going around the dream. landmark stuff, too. <laughs> well, this person, they're doing a good job. It's just that I don't know some of these stores. Don't, I can't get the sign. See the sign. This looks like Chapel Street by the bus stop. I see the church. Yep. I wonder if they're going to do a whole walk around and then go to Rosa's office. I know that the more recent rally, when they went in front of Rosa's office, that had people a little pissed off too. You know, some people said, oh no, how dare you go do that in front of Rosa's office? How you feel about that? Um, well, I know that I worked in an office that was, the equivalent of Rosa's office, and um, we had shit like that all the time. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, I mean, that's very literally part of the American process. I think it's so un-American to say that, that um, people shouldn't be protesting their government. Um, yeah, no, that's just silliness. And and as and I'm sure Rosa expects this. I'm sure Rosa expects. Well, she has this. to expect it because you see, a couple of days ago, the people showed up over there, and she probably sat in her office wherever she was at, you know, because they have their congressional age. She only has like 1,500 staff members, right? So you knew that these people were out there, okay? <clears throat> you knew this, right? And what did you do? Nothing. Nothing. Mm-mm. Right? I just don't understand. What's the point of saying that, you know, you're all about people and equity and all of that and have no issue with the United States putting money, Rosa, right? You claim to care about the people, Rosa, right? I'm looking now, Amy, at the footage of the march downtown. It looks like they stopped for a second. I'm trying to figure out where they stopped. It might be because of the light. You know, whoever's conducting this march, shout out to you because you're doing a great job of managing the crowd. No, I'm serious. I'm no, serious. I, I, I've done this yeah. before. It's not easy. Right. This is not easy. Like when you have a crowd this size, it's very easy for people to lose their way. Um, it's also very easy with the state of driving right now. No joke. You really have to have people ready to direct traffic dead ass. So shout out to the organizers for making sure that the people are safe and for maintaining crowd control. Again, the crowd looks very, very diverse people. If you're tuning in and you're downtown New Haven, I'm even seeing Jewish people holding up signs. Hey, come on, Amy. Mm, 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 mm. I hear you typing away, Amy. What you typing? I'm sharing a video on my Facebook. <laughs> <case. laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. The, the <laughs> idea to have my computer open at the same time that I'm that we're doing this, I'm just like doing a horrible job. No, you too. Why are you talking about yourself like that? That's a separate episode. Could you not? Could you not? You're doing fine. Have you seen any other updates? No. I'm just seeing like pictures of people in the crowd. Um, everybody looks happy. You know, I don't see anybody trying to slap the crap out of anybody. I don't no. see anybody trying to get violent with anybody. It's important that we emphasize these things. Again, the whole reason that we are 
um, on air right now is because we wanted to ensure that the narrative of today's event went out properly because it has been the norm for the past 14 days, right, for all of these rallies and actions to be criminalized. That's a very American trait. It's American as apple pie. Won't you agree, Amy? Yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> as apple pie. So it's really important that we, you know, we're describing the scene for our friends who are not in New Haven, Connecticut, who are not even in the United States. Let me tell you something. This is up there with the London marches. I got to give us credit. It's up there. It's pretty diverse yeah. because one of the things that I love about <clears throat> the protests happening out in the UK is the diversity of the crowd which I found was a big contrast to what we were seeing here locally, at least, right? So it's important for us to let you all know that right now, this rally that's happening downtown um, at the New Haven Green, they are walking through downtown New Haven, right? Everybody's peaceful. I don't see anybody trying to, you know, do anything to anybody, right? They are chanting. They are you know, shouting out the name of Gaza. Gaza, we say, as we say in the islands, right? We, it is important for us to acknowledge that Palestine, what is happening there, is very much like what we endured through slavery, people. We're watching slavery unfold, right? It's very important that our friends in the Middle East know that we are with them that the world is watching, that not everybody, um, even us here in good old New Haven, not everybody is in agreement with what the right wing wants. you have any thoughts on that? Um, hmm. No. Um, no, right. It's all right. I know you're trying to multitask over there. What I'm saying is, is that the right wing media and the whole reason why we did this today was yeah. for people to get the narrative. Folks, please bear with us because we're trying to do multiple things here. We're trying to ensure that the narrative goes out correctly. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, I don't think I have anything to add to what you said. I think that, yeah. that that's, that's just exactly it, making sure... That, yeah, but it's know. important. I want people to understand that it's important for us to stress that because the right wing has put a lot of effort into trying to silence black and brown activists. Okay. Okay, so my right source on the ground just said, Amy, that the yes. Zionists are getting booed. So apparently there's a group of Zionists that just showed up at this event and they are being booed as we speak. Interesting. Yep. Yep. Why would you say that's interesting? You said that in, a, you said that in an interesting way. Amy? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, just... Um... I'm surprised that there's 
I don't know. I guess I just don't understand the, the counter protest. Say um, more on that. I mean, you sound genuinely like taken off guard. So I'm wondering why. Like, you didn't think they would show up or? Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess one of the disconnects of not being on the ground is I don't get to ask those questions or see it myself. So I can't. Well, um, what are you surprised by that they showed up or that they're getting booed? No, that they're that. I uh, my assumption was that like the other day weren't the, that was that the two sides stayed separate and didn't interact. Um, what? So, girl, they did. Wait, when did you get that idea? Well, that the that there was one. No, because no, 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 no. Because what happened with that particular action you're referencing, it started off with the pro-Palestinians, right? The okay. pro-Palestine people. The Zionists showed up after. The police put the barricade to avoid them getting violent. That's what happened. That didn't mean that they were coexisting. That happened uh -huh. to maintain crowd control because both groups were heavy white right yeah it was a bunch of yeah. white people that's what manny was talking about and when he walked up right and he asked about it and they shoot him away right that one that's why they did that this time people don't even want them near the protest this is very different i'm not surprised yeah. i'm glad because fuck you all all right seriously you know okay so now more police are showing up See, I knew there had to be undercover police in this crowd. So more police are showing up now, according to my source. The crowd is moving slowly from what I'm seeing on footage. Um, it doesn't look like the police have isolated anybody. Bear in mind, there's a couple of Zionists, actually not a couple, a few of them, that are now trying to taunt the crowd. I need people to understand what's happening. This is a peaceful march. These people did not come out here taunting anybody. And now here comes the Zionists. And right behind them, here comes the police. Tell me that is not a fucking tale as old as slavery. That is yeah. a tale as old as slavery. Get the fuck out of here, man. Right? And that's what I was saying to you. The protests you're referring to, they did that because of this, what's about to happen, or what they're trying to do, the same shit. They show up, they see it, and then they want to control it. You understand what I'm saying? That's how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I read uh, an entire book about how that happened for the March on Washington for the Civil Rights Movement, about how white people completely co-opted the entire... So after reading that, like I was able to look at what I've seen happen over my lifetime when it comes to protests and movements and stuff like that. And yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what we do. Don't you know we know best? Listen, I I will tell you this. In my lifetime, I've had to deal with fucked up police. In my lifetime, I've had to deal with counter protesters. I could give you that could be a whole episode by itself. Because this doesn't surprise me. I was waiting for them to show up. They can't help themselves. They cannot help themselves, right? People need to remember, New Haven has a heavy Jewish uh, community, 
right? If you live in the area, especially more so on um, what side of town am I on? I forget what we call it. What am I thinking? The Amity side of New Haven. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. The Amity section Woodward of New side. Haven. Woodbridge side. But more so we say the Amity side out here because that's the side that's like right at the cusp of where it becomes Woodbridge. And yeah, it's yeah, important okay. for people to know that um, a lot of our landlords, mega landlords, are Jewish. So I'm not surprised that they showed up. I'm just waiting to hear from my source, you know, how is that going? Because here again, here we go with the fuckery. This was the whole reason why some people did not want to go. Um, you know, because again, a very good friend of mine, she was, you know, brutalized by police. Okay. For beating her skin at a, at a rally. All right. This is, this is real life. This is not me. This doesn't surprise me. This, what it, this is what it feels like to be black or brown in this fucking shithole. When we show up to these rallies, when we show up to these events, right, we have to come ready to protect our fucking neck, literally. Yeah. Because if we don't do that, you know, who knows what the fuck will happen. Now that I know that more police are arriving, because this crowd is looking real friggin' thick. Sometimes after the rally gathers, you know... Um, Usually the rally will come together, people will talk, and then folks will disperse. It looks like um, with this here, more folks seem to have joined on, at least from the footage I'm seeing, um, to do the march. This is beautiful. And it's, again, I need people to know this is very, very diverse, right? I don't see white people taking up all the space, which is very important. I do see a white woman walking her dog, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's always one. <laughs> There's always, there has to be that one. Like I, I, That's a whole other episode. But kudos to her for being there. Yes. And kudos for all the people who are there. Um, again, I've done this, these types of rallies before. It is not easy to maintain a crowd. It is not easy to continue the chance. Um, I've had instances where my throat got so friggin' swollen, I couldn't talk for two days. So, you know, this is amazing. I'm loving the fact that the black and brown people are at the forefront. They're not being shoved out. That is very, very important. Once again, it's every, it's very, very peaceful. Pardon me. It's very, very peaceful. Um, the few Zionists who are there, they do not seem to have caused much of a disruption so far. We have a lot of people coming out in support of Palestine right here in New Haven, Connecticut. That's very important to say because the mayor of New Haven came out in support of Israel. The fuck? You know what I'm saying? So I think it's very important for us to note that this is happening here, right here, right now. Um, again, I, I need to stress, it's very important that we stress the diversity of the crowd. Um, it looks like they're still marching. It looks like they are going towards Broadway, I'm going to guess. That looks like Broadway. Okay, I see which way they're going now. So right now, they're over there by Chaplin Broadway, it looks like. Um, again, they just stopped. That sounds like somebody's about to say something. Everybody's peaceful. We're seeing young kids, black, brown, you know, different shades. You know, it's a very nice, diverse crowd in terms of race and age and gender identity. 
okay? It also looks very diverse in terms of spirituality. So right here, right now, we're seeing different versions of diversity. And it is very, very important for that to be said, okay? It is very, very, very important for that to be said, right? Um, everybody's peaceful. Everybody's smiling with everybody. The weather seems nice and agreeable. Um, folks are, you know, slowly walking. Nobody's stomping on nobody. You know, everybody seems to be so far getting along. And I say so far because, you know, we're still in the process of the, the march. So you never know. But hopefully it stays this way. You know, this is a beautiful thing to see. The police presence is increasing. This is because of where they're walking. Anytime, just so you know, anytime you're doing a rally and you start to march near Yale, NHPD gets mad. Oh, poor NHPD. Oh, you know, they'll be all right. Um, but the folks, you know, <laughs> the folks are marching on, right? It's a beautiful, beautiful crowd. People of all different ages, backgrounds, you know, you could see it. You're seeing people with canes. You're seeing groups of high school students, it looks like. You're seeing groups of college students. Shout out to UConn for doing this, um, you know. And here's another woman walking a dog. Right. Those probably are the marshals, the little dogs. I'm just kidding. The dogs aren't the marshals. But we're glad <laughs> that the animals are there, too, because, you know, that's something that we we negate. You know, we don't talk about enough. What about all the animals who died because of the bombing? Right. And and their lives lost behind what? Behind bullshit. That's what. Um, again, I love the diversity here. It looks like um, they still have a while to go. We plan to come back on in a half an hour for our bladder purposes. I think we should sign off now and take a quick break. We sure. hope that, you know, folks sign back on and tune in. We are going to go live again at 4.30. Hopefully one of our um, past speakers, also a great friend of mine, fierce, fierce, fierce black advocate and has been really outspoken about Palestine. My good friend Jamar Jabari could join us and really talk about what it's been like advocating um, right now as a black activist, because it's important for people to understand, you know, this here with, with Palestine, you know, as one woman put it, a Jewish woman put it, you know, she equates it to genocide. We equate it to slavery. It's important to note the diversity with this entire situation that's huge so amy thank you so very much for coming on and we'll be back on in a half an hour all right please continue to like share and subscribe thank you all so very much for your continued support encouragement and empowerment all right we'll be back in a half an hour please come back on and bring some friends with you let's go peace <laughs>